mind, I, w- I used to party with a lot. He would call me when I was trying to make it. I noticed every time he would call me, he was a downer, he was negative, he was annoying, but I felt it was part of my duty to be loyal to him because if I didn't, I'm being out of character and I felt guilt. He would bitch about his wife, he would bitch about his mom, he would bitch about his dad, he would bitch about his friends. And then I knew when he got off the phone, he's gonna call somebody else and he's gonna bitch about me. <laughs> so finally one day I said, listen, do you realize every time you call me it's bad news? Tell me the last time you called me with good news. And this is life isn't always good, man. People got problems, I totally get it. So I want you to tell me the last time you called me with some good news. And moving forward, I don't want you to call me anymore. Really? Because you drain me, this is too much. I love hearing stories like that. And I love the internet. I love social media. I love the access of information and people sharing their stories like I am because there was a time in my life where I would have these thoughts and I would have these things and I would speak them to people around me and they'll look around me. They'll look at me like, dude, dude you're a weird motherfucker. That's what minnows from Mars because I, I, I think differently because I, I feel I think pragmatically. I look at the world from not a foundational base values. Like, so for example, like if, if I was a, a devoted Christian, my life would be viewed through that scope of living in Christianity because I believe that value system is not only good for me, but it's the best thing for everyone in society. I don't think that way. I, I think of everyone individually has their own myriad of components that make up who they want to be and i've been an open canvas because i never had that infrastructure growing up as a child i never had that foundation laid upon me like i'm doing for my daughter now whether she wants to run with it or not it's a different story right but my point is that you know when i look view the world from being curious being very open-minded about other people's walks of life or actually taking something in and not registering with me. And, and one of the things for many, many years was my friendships and people that I knew and connections. And I pour heavy into relationships. I really do emotionally. Like I love that person as if they were my biological brother, my biological sister, my biological, whatever you want to call it. That's how I equate my connections with friends and with people that I encounter with that I have a bond with. Uh, because I don't have that with my own family. So what you create is a world around you where you share that level of love, but you don't get that in return. And subconsciously, people, when they see how giving you are and how loving and how patient you are with them, they take advantage of it. They take advantage of it. And in this case in point, when they take advantage of your ability to just listen to them and to deal with their negative energy. I dealt with that for so long in my life. I dealt with people calling me all the time, just complaining about their issues all day and not even caring about how my day went. Not caring about, it's like Tony Soprano. If you guys ever watched The Sopranos, Tony was not very good at listening to other people's problems. He was like, dude, I I can't be bothered with this. That's how a lot of people in my life have been. Like, they never sat there and be like, hey, listen, I know you're going through a tough time. Like, when I went through my divorce, there was nobody there for me. None of my friends. They were like, oh, let's go party. Now you can go party. Yeah. And I was trying to figure out who I was. Granted, I wanted to go out and be free. But there wasn't any of that, uh, any of that 
comforting or reassuring, right? That maybe family will give you, maybe your brother will give you, maybe your mom will give you, right? And I don't have none of that. So when you don't have no one to turn to for that, you've been built, or in my case, I've been built to figure it out all myself. And for people, that's weird. But again, when I don't have mom, when I don't have dad, when I don't have anybody that isn't judging or is not like, I don't tell nothing to my mom because my mom is going to run away and, and tell the whole world. That's, I learned that at a very young age. Anything I would tell her, my grandmother would know, my sister would know. Everybody would know. She couldn't keep a secret. So I, that's how when I talk to her, I don't share anything. I'm like, okay. Now, if my sister wants to share stuff that I say on here, then it's cool. Then I, I have no problem with it, you know, but I'm not, it's not coming out of my mouth, like directly to her. Now, if my mom wants to talk to me about it, that's cool. But my whole point is that I never had the support system to and feel like they're knowledgeable enough or even caring enough to uh, help me process my feelings. So I've always been that way for other people. I've always been that way, which has failed miserably. That's why it's failed with me with dating and relationships, because I, I see the good in people. Like someone was asking me recently, like, what was your what do you think your flaw is? Like you're attracting a certain type of woman. I'm like, well. I, I agree, but I also know that I'm more open-minded and try to overlook the red flags. So, meaning that I don't, if you're telling me you're married, but you're out there dating and telling me you're single, that, you know, yeah, you're not married, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, okay, open-minded because your story may make sense to me. Not everything is black and white. Or if you're going, if you're in a complicated situation, I'm open to listen to it and be open to embracing that and, and see how that can work out. And I give people the benefit of the doubt and their ability, because I believe people are wanting to do better for themselves. But in reality, what I realize is that people don't people like when people are telling you their, their woe is me story is that their actions are stagnant they're not doing anything to better their lives they're not taking any action consistent action like if i was to lose my job today if i was to lose everything i have today i know i'd be fine i remember when i moved to atlanta many years ago i moved in with my car i didn't have a job in atlanta i didn't have anywhere to stay all i had was a couch from somebody and then somebody let me in and they said, you got to go get a job right away. Like, you're not going to stay here for free. They told me that right away. But so it was always conditional, the assistance I got. But I moved to Atlanta with my car and $400. That's it. I didn't have a job planned. I didn't have, uh, I knew some people there. So, but when I got there, I hit the ground running. And guess what? I had my own apartment in the nice side of town overlooking the lake. I worked at a good company over in Delta, and I was doing just fine. I had my own situation. I was good to go. I was in a great place, and I didn't have anybody to help me with that. I got the job on my own. I interviewed on my own. I was working at Champs at a Foot Locker store in the mall while, trying, while having my suit and tie ready. So I would go to Barnes & Noble to say if I was at the job. And I was already a college graduate, so I already had experience and everything. But it was 
the the you have to find a job then i had to sue and tie and then i would tell my boss hey boss i have a appointment uh for an interview he'd be like no problem he understood that i was trying to get a real job because i had a degree so this was only a part-time and he told me i'll give you as many hours as you as, as i can give you so he knew he was very flexible with me on that so shout out to my boss i forgot his name and um but I ended up getting a job and I ended up getting my own place and I ended up doing all these things. So it wasn't easy, but I did it, right? I didn't I didn't cry to anybody about it. I didn't say, hey man, whoa, it was me and bitching and complaining about it. But you know, I know that you have to do something about it. So when Patrick Beck David in that clip is talking about how people are draining, it at some point you have to take accountability and realize, okay. This is bogging me down every day. This mindset, like if you're not aware that you're calling me every day to just bitch and complain for hours about whatever it's going on in your life, if you're not aware of that, you have a big issue. You do, because you're not understanding that the problem starts with how you view the problem. I saw this thing. It was great. It was from Jocko Willink. And he was explaining, I'll probably put the clip on here real quick. He'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. And finally, one day he was telling me about some issue that he was having, some problem. And he said, I already know what you're going to say. And I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. He said, that's what you always say. When something is wrong and going bad, you always just look at me and say, good. And I said, well, yeah, when things are going bad, there's going to be some good that's going to come from it. Didn't get the new high speed gear we wanted. Good. Didn't get promoted. Good. More time to get better. Oh, mission got canceled. Good. We can focus on another one. Didn't get funded. Didn't get the job you wanted. Got injured. Sprained my ankle. Got tapped out? Good. Got beat? Good. You learned. Unexpected problems? Good. We have the opportunity to figure out a solution. Yeah, it's good. Any and, and that's you have to look at a problem like there's something to learn from it. You have to face that monster head on. It's not going to go away. I know people that have tried leaving their wherever they were living at because life is not good. They try to do a reset, but guess what? They still have the problems in the next place. When that happens, when you move from one place to another to try to start new and you're still having the same problems, it's a you issue. I told that to my daughter in school. I told that when they were complaining about how, um, what you gonna call it, when my daughter was complaining about school and being bullied in middle school over in a school called Varsity Middle. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and change you to Gateway Charter. Cool, but guess what? I told her and mom this: if the problems still come up. When you're fighting with bullies, when people are picking on you, guess what? It's a you problem. It's a you problem. 
because you have to take accountability for the way you're acting, especially if you've been in multiple places. So I realized that reflecting back and, and cleaning up my life, it was making sure that people that were draining and were not working on themselves. I, I, I Listen, I understand if you have a bad day. I understand if you have a bad stretch. I understand that. I, I really do. And part of loving you and part of being a part of your life is to be there when those moments happen. I mean, when I told you about my divorce story, I had a friend years later go through his divorce. He wasn't planning on it. He was bummed out. I know he was bummed out. I dragged his ass. I called him. I said, dude, we're going to Miami. We're just going to Miami just to go see the beach, go see the sunrise, just have some drinks, just be around some energy, like to, to show him that you're not dead because you're divorced. This is an opportunity for you to rebuild your life as you deem fit. And that's what he did. And I remember that trip he said to me, man, I love you, man. Thank you so much for for doing that for me. I really needed that. And I know he didn't ask for it, but I said, we got to get away. We got to get away. We went to Top Golf over in Fort Lauderdale. We went, we did certain things. You know, we did certain things because I knew I've been in that position before. So it's like, for me, understanding that People are not self-aware. And especially when you're in the context of a friendship or a relationship. You know, that never... This is another rant for me because I'll never understand the friends that I've had that I've known longer, you know, than the, the relationships that we're in. Right? And, and they would prioritize the relationship over me. And I'm not saying that I don't need to be prioritized, but it was like... All of a sudden, you went from hanging out and making time for each other to like, I'll get at you when I'm no longer, you know, when I have a day off, my wife's out of town, I don't have the kids this weekend, then maybe I'll go ahead and reach out to you. Like, that's how, like, some friends just, their definition, and I try to tell that to my daughter all the time, because she, I could tell that she got that from me. She dives in deeply with with these friendships. And I'll tell her, look, I get it, but friends come and go. And your definition of a friend is is going to be different for them. And you have to realize what definition they have a friendship with you. Because you may be there for them and love them and prioritize them over your partner, prioritize them over your parents, but they may not prioritize you in the same way. They may just use you because you're a good outlet for them to vent to. Because they have no one to vent to. And they just want to vent. And they just want to be told that they're right. Or they just want a, a wing woman. And they just want a woman, a girl that just wants to hang out with them. Because you like the cool girl to hang out with that. you just kind of uh, agreeable to everything. That's the person I was for a long time. And then I realized, shit, this is frustrating me. Because they're not considering the effort or things that I want to do is everything about them, everything about them. And I follow along, but I enabled it. I enabled it for a long time. And then you have to just realize, okay, I enabled this problem. I have to cut it off. And I addressed it with everybody. I don't talk to many of them. Some of them text me once in a while. And I understand it. Like, because that lets me know 
that the relationship that I cultivated was based on conditions that I provide something that they needed, which is cool. Like I, I was like, okay, gotcha. I, I gotcha. So this goes to all of my relationships. You know, it's like with women, it's like there was uh, ulterior motives of interest. There were, you know, it's all these different things that it, and men, obviously men are just, once they get in a relationship, they disappear. Like I've been dealing with that since college. Like once a guy, you know, that was the thing always. When a guy gets a girl, he's out, he's done. You never see him again. Like there isn't any balance. And I always believed in the balance. Like why can't we all be inclusive with each other, right? But it's a very fascinating thing when you you, you start understanding that people are not self-aware of how they're being with you and how the equal energy is not being exchanged in the relationship. I always say this, and I'll leave with this, is that no matter if it's family, it don't matter if it's a relationship or a friendship, it has to, the effort has to be both ways. Meaning that I'm not saying that you have to call me 10 times. If I call you 10 times, but you have to be making an effort to stay in touch with me. You have to be making an effort to to share or want to share in my life and, and emotionally in my life. Like I want to, like I'm okay sharing in yours, right? And and what I and what I was telling this to somebody was because they were going through that same frustration recently. I told them, I, this is what I did. You know, I had to reset a baseline and I just match people where they're at. So if a person just calls me from, you know, like, you know, a lot of the guy friends I have, uh, they call me on the drive to and from work because that's the only time really that they call, right? Like we, we, our, our drive to from work to home is the time we can talk to our friends because when we get home, we have to be with our wives. We're going into our hobbies. We're taking care of the kids. So that's, so I will hear from people. So I'm like, okay, cool. So that's when I call you, if I called you. Right. Or if you just text me every six months, I got someone just messaged me. She messaged me uh, and it was like four months before the last message, like a friend. I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to wait and I'm petty and I'm going to wait four months. And, and, and it's to send a message of I'm not here at your disposal whenever you want me to be ready. Like, it's not fair that I was expecting to hear from you because you said you were going to talk to me. But then four months went by and your life got so busy. Okay, cool. That's you have every right to feel that way, but I have every right to interpret that and react to it accordingly. And if you feel that I'm the problem, again, that's my weird ways. That's why I'm from fucking Mars. Because I'm not I look at it as if I care for you, I make time for people that I that I want to hear from. Right now I can get off the I'll get on the phone. I could just I make time for people. I make time. And I'm just as busy as you are, if not more. So it, it's like this this weird thing of always being busy and, and, and only calling you when they need to drain you. And, when they, and again, you, you have to. So as a person, if you have those people around you that every time you, they call, talk to you on the phone, you have to be like, dude, I can't do this for you. Like we have to talk in a positive vibe, but you're calling me all the time and it's draining me. It's like you need to seek professional help if this is something that's ongoing for a long time. You can't be ashamed of going to therapy. 
This is because this is obviously something that's bothering you. So, but I, it's not fair to me that every time we get on the phone, I have to hear you for a fucking hour talking about woe is me, life sucks. No, I don't want to do that. You know, if we don't have something fun to talk about, then you have to assess that. But, you know, you have to, as a person, you have to, if you have those people around you, you have to create boundaries for sure. And I tell that to my daughter, create boundaries. And I'm glad that the therapist told her the same thing I told her about a situation. Create boundaries. When you reach that saturate, when you reach it, the saturation point, you're like, dude, okay, this is the new playground here. These are my rules. If you love me, you understand them. If not, I understand. No hard feelings. Because it lets me know where I stand with you. That's it. You know, so if, if you know, no one that can ever reaches out to me that stays in touch with me consistently and, and, and matches the effort can never say I, I'm hard to get a hold of. I'm hard to do this. I'm hard to do that. No, I'm easy to get a hold of. Respect my time. I respect yours. And don't drain me. I have enough going on in my plate. Just like I try not to be a burden on you. I hope that you're aware not to be a burden on me. We go through tough times. But yeah, but you have to let people know because they're totally unaware. You got to change that shit, man. Yeah, but you don't understand my life, David. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so that's the thing about it. I get that mentality. I once had that mentality that no one understands what the fuck I'm going through. And if you keep that mentality, you're going to stay in the same exact spot that you're in. You're never alone. Everybody's going through shit. So when people get this mentality of like, you don't understand me. You can throw a fucking rock to someone that can understand you if they're willing to break themselves down and stop hiding. A lot of people understand you.